welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They're the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. <clears throat> Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Not a matter of if, matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. They just take care. <clears throat> Flu game. Welcome back. <laughs> Damn. It's the sacrifice I made for trying to eat that candy before right before the start of the show. I'll explain that here in a second. Not a matter of if, matter of when you're going to need a little change in those tire service. I just did that last week. Make sure you visit downtown loop right here in Joplin, Missouri. Yeah, I was chewing on gum. I was like, I can't do this for the show. You got me your wedding invitation. I went ahead and did the RSVP today because I missed the deadline for my own sister's wedding. I was like, I'm not going to do that for my wedding here. Um, and so I was like, might as well eat this candy bar they gifted me and get rid of this gum. And now it's sitting in my throat and I literally cannot get rid of it. Last, last <clears throat> week it was the hamstring, hamstring cramping. Mm-hmm. And there's a possibility it happens again today because uh-huh. I decided to do a sprint workout yesterday, running around with the dog to kind of have him lose some energy. And I didn't help myself there in trying to help myself with him mm-hmm. losing energy. And if you had Reese on your bingo card for this week, go ahead and check that box. <laughs> I have a dog. He's pretty cute. Just turned one. Right. It's good to be back in the saddle. Uh, Also, tonight, we record on Thursday nights. Uh, For those of you listening live, we appreciate it, too. Football starts back. It's back. We were texting about this a couple weeks ago, or a week ago. I don't remember. I'm more excited about this football season than I think I have been any other in recent history. And I completely agree, and I don't know why, because the last two years we've (laughs) led into football season with a podcast and our own show and stuff. And now it's this year of like, I don't know, it just seems something different. And I don't, I really, I kind of dived into it last week. Maybe like the pressure's not necessarily there, but then there's also the excitement of like Texas might be good or right. should be good. Kansas City coming off the Super Bowl. You kind of dive into them, look a little deeper. It's like, ooh, there's a good possibility they're even better than they were last year. The defense has, you know, got some veterans on instead of the rookies. These guys got a whole year of experience. Just a lot to look forward to. I'll dive into that more later in the episode yep. as we have a. A little something new for you guys. New segment today. Uh, we're, we are going to talk about the NFL, some training camp stuff. Um, also, maybe preview the game a little bit tonight, talk about the, the preseason. Then we're going to dive into some college football where we will definitely talk um, in depth about that. A lot of realignment stuff going on again. Mm-hmm. And then we'll introduce a new segment that just allows us to be fans. Yeah. Completely Thank biased. God. <laughs> I'm needing that. It's, sometimes it's tough to take off the fan hat and be like, okay, Talk about these guys. Don't get your hopes up too much. Putting the hat on today. Mm-hmm. Texas Longhorns, Royals, Chiefs, whatever it is, we're going to put the hat on. We're going to be fans because that's why you start these things. You start out as a fan, that's what we are. But let's talk about this one to start the show. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, his holdout, we were, I don't even know if you can call it a holdout. He has requested a trade. Mm-hmm. Jim Ursay has come out and said, nope, we're not going to trade you. We're also not going to pay you. But you're going to have to come play because we have a CBA. Your group agreed to it. Show up and play. Yep. I kind of like it. 
from Jim Mersey. Uh, yeah. Wow. Surprising. I'm, I'm usually a player. Very kind of surprised guy. to hear that response from you. And I love honest. Jonathan Taylor, too. I, I I loved him when he was at Wisconsin. I loved him through the draft process. Mm-hmm. It's not your owner's fault that your CBA agreed to this. It's not your owner's fault that the running back position has been devalued to where and these guys should get paid. I love the running back position. It's just tough to do, like I talked about last week. Have some longevity at the position, and guys will get paid. Yeah. They it's kind of like had it. It's kind of a weird tie into it, but like with Cam Newton, when he was doing all this dancing and celebrating, I was like, hey, you don't like it? Stop it. Oh, you can't? Sorry about you. Oh, yeah, like when you he want was to get paid after every Have a longer seven. career. <laughs> all right, you can't? Sorry about you. You're not getting paid tons of money. Yeah. You're so, not going to carry 15% of our salary cap. I think that's going to be an interesting one. I, I don't think the Colts will trade him. And the new CBA that they signed, I, it's probably not even new anymore. I don't remember when they redid it. It took all the power away from the players. Like you pretty much can't hold out because if Jonathan Taylor does hold out, and there were reports about like maybe a back injury that wasn't football related, his contract will just toll. It's like this year didn't even happen. He's going to have to come back and play one more year for the Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm. or get traded. Ursay has already said that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I just I don't know what these guys can do other than show up and report. We saw uh, guys like um, Austin Eckler. He put in a trade request earlier in the offseason. He's going to suit up for the Chargers. Yeah. Saw Saquon. He was on the Zoom call, too, with all the running backs. <laughs> and then guess what? Signed his contract. So I, I think that these guys are going to just have to show up and play. It's probably not the best thing for the running back position, but that's what you agreed to with the new CBA. I, for me, with Jimmer, say I've kind of heel-turned on him just a little bit, mainly due to the fact of, like we used to talk about Jerry Jones in the sense of like, hey, like you're kind of getting in the way. You have a lot of opinions that you're carrying here about the team and some situations. Just be the owner, stay out of the way, and just again, just be the owner. And with Jim Mercy, we he used to be the guy that we just loved, you know what I mean? And we almost praised in a sense of like, you know, he's funny, he's got jokes, he's got all these crazy stories, he's got these neat collections, and. You know, I think Pat McAfee helped with that a lot, too, in just terms of, like, okay, you get to see Jim Mercer, the the human being instead of the owner, and now we're at a situation of he's been more vocal, especially with everything from the, the former owner of the Washington Commanders, um, soon to be renamed again here soon, apparently. And it's like, okay, he's more vocal. That's neat. That's cool. And now we get the situation with Jonathan Taylor where we're sitting here going, like, man, I, I get Jonathan Taylor's perspective and his point of view, but I also get yours as well. It's like, okay, hey, like, yeah, it's – it's tough to be willing to pay you a ton of money if you're not the main vocal point of this football team. Especially coming off of an injury. It, it, that as well. And has he been healthy an entire season in his career? Like, even his rookie year, I don't think he – he wasn't he was, the main back off the start, but it still was like, you know, you haven't relied on for a full season in the one year that you went to. 2021, he, he was healthy. Uh, 2022 – or, sorry, 2020, his rookie season, he still rushed for 1,100 yards. I think he was relatively healthy that year. Uh, but he kind of won that starting job over. 2021, he led the league in rushing mm-hmm. yards and touchdowns. And then last year was banged up a little bit. Uh, only played in 11 games, rushed for 800 yards. So he's still good. But, like, right, he's, you know, you got Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs coming in as a seventh yeah. rounder. Mm-hmm. He's almost getting 1,000 yards. So it's, you're sitting here looking at Jonathan Taylor going, like, hey, man, it's hard to pay you a lot of money when you're not even the focal point of this offense. Uh, for the for the long term, you know, what I mean, he is right now. But moving forward, it's okay. You know, we drafted the guy pretty high up here. We're we're really wanting to see what he. Yeah, can they're going to franchise tag him. And, and like, if you're Jonathan, that's still a lot of money to get franchise tagged. 
it sucks if you have a season-ending injury right there in the middle of the year because, well, there goes your opportunities for next year to come back to this team. Kind of similar to what happened with Earl Thomas, you know, being with the Seattle Seahawks, wanting a long-term deal, didn't end up happening, gets injured this season, really kind of found a hard yeah. finding a way to come back into the league. And so sat out a whole year, yep. wanted more money, didn't get it. And I think he's even come out recently and said, like, I did that wrong. I should not have oh, held really? out. Held I, out. I should have reported to camp. Uh, I did a simple Google search of Jim Ursay today, and I went down a rabbit hole of the things that this man has done and is doing. Pretty interesting recently. individual, huh? Uh, well, like the first top thing on Google was about his guitar collection, which I've heard about before. Yeah. Uh, that he has one of the best ones in the world. And allegedly, he got offered $1 billion for his guitar collection. A billion dollars? With a B. Billion, as in boy. Billion dollars for his guitar collection. I, I assume he turned it down, but I, what guitars do you have that are worth that much money? What guitars are worth any money at all outside of, like, who played them? I mean, yeah, like, it, I'm sure that's what it is or something that's signed. It's just like any other memorabilia. Yeah, but how many do you have to have for it to be worth exactly. a million? Exactly. A million? <laughs> Has he got a house full of guitars? Has he got a guitar house? You would have to. Because they're not small. My oldest brother plays guitar, and he used to have a, a pretty good collection, and it wasn't worth a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, but even having, say, like, Whoa. five, six, seven guitars in your house, that's a lot of space that you're taking up. <laughs> yeah. And in order for it to be a billion dollars, that's pretty impressive. I, I kind of want to see this collection. Yeah, I kind of do, too. I'll Google it later. Also, this might be my favorite one. I've got three little tidbits. Jim Ursay is paying $20 million to free an orca that was at, like, SeaWorld that's getting <laughs> shut down. He's going to pay $20 million to help set this thing free. That's a tax write-off. That's a donation. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. $20 oh, million? $20 million I made? Even the I quote I saw is like, I got the money. Let's do it. <laughs> and that wasn't the actual quote. I <laughs> just summed it up. I bet but Jonathan Taylor's like, do I got to turn into an orca exactly. to get a reasonable contract those, here? Those were some of the memes that I saw because, you know, anytime you Google something, you get suggested uh-huh. articles That's and memes. Hilarious. And it was Jonathan Taylor like, you're going to free an orca, but I can't get <laughs> 12 mil a year, <laughs> 20 million for an orca. And, of course, like the salary cap plays into that as well. Yeah, but who else are the Colts paying right now? Hmm. They a rookie contract. Uh, Quentin Nelson. The guard and okay. uh, the linebacker whose name I can't uh, remember because he changed it. Darius Leonard. Yeah. Isn't it Shaq Leonard now? No, that's another linebacker in the league. Cool. Okay, Darius Leonard. <laughs> uh, those, they re- I those hope guys. I'm right. Shit. <laughs> One of us has to be. But I, other than that, you've got a rookie receiver in Pittman. You've got a rookie mm-hmm. quarterback now. Yeah. you got Jonathan Taylor on a rookie deal. And even paying a running back. Here's the tough part where I'll kind of contradict myself. It's not that expensive to pay a running back. If you gave Jonathan Taylor $12 million a year, he's probably going to be pretty happy with that. That's wide receiver three money. He is, he is Shaq okay, Leonard. Yeah. <laughs> what? He changed his name. <laughs> yeah, Darius Shaquille <laughs> Leonard. He goes, I hate it, but coming in as a rookie, I figured they didn't want a rookie coming in saying, call me a different name, so I just went with it. Uh-huh. He also mentioned he was advised by legendary wide receiver Randy Moss to go into the league and listen, but not speak. <laughs> Bro, hey, I'm going to take all this money, turn 28, and be like, call me a different name. Uh-huh. Hey, just start off with it, dog. It makes it easier for all of us. I knew a kid that did that in school, though. Uh, he was a little bit older than me. Am I thinking of Shaq Lawson? Was that the other guy? Probably. I, was I don't know. He didn't change his name, but he is no, but named Shaq. That's the other Shaq I was thinking of. Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew a kid who, like, his whole life was called one name, and he always hated it. 
And then when he got to be a, I think it was a freshman in high school, decided like, nope, call me by this name. That's what, it's my actual first name. I think I don't want to go by my middle name anymore. Like, call me John. And everybody was like, no, <laughs> we grew up with you. You're not John. But yeah. he, I mean, teachers would call him that because he was new to the building. It's like, oh, hey, John. Like, who the hell is John? Yeah. What are you talking about? John's going to be there tonight. We don't know him. <laughs> but it, it, people change their There's name. like a guy in the area that we go to. You know, you go to a bar and he's like an aspiring writer, which I apparently might take off at some point. But it's like, hey, my name is this. And you're like, okay, that's cool. And then you're like, hey, have you met this guy? And he's like, that's mm-hmm. not his name. Well, his you know what? Jared. And you're like, nah, dude, he literally just told me his name is <laughs> Shaq. Let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, nah, his name's. His I've, name's had, I've had people talk about me. And like, oh, do you know Mello? And they, no, I don't. I don't know. And then they start to get into the details of like, oh, he used to do like sports radio, has podcasts, he's a teacher. Like, oh, you mean Marshall? Yeah, I know him. So I kind of get it. <laughs> wow. It's stupid. People Going don't know me years. as Austin. They're like, who's yeah, Austin? Yeah, exactly. It's like, like big country has earned the nickname BC. And we, we uh-huh. joked about it. I was like, if a nickname has earned a nickname, you can't, you can't switch it. Because I didn't like big country at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Kind of embarrassing, but here we are. Same with my nickname, though. I didn't like it. Yeah, now I love it because it's like I come here and people are like, yo, Big Country, Big Country, what's exactly. up? And my it, People that I've become friends with now are like back home. They're not used to calling me Big Country or anything. So when I come up here and they're like, man, everyone's referring to me as Big Country. Like, what's going on? I was like, eh, you know, like <laughs> local celeb, is, I can, which is not the truth, but it's fun. Uh, I can figure out when people met me based on what they call oh, me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of nice. It's like I went through an era of like, okay, if you call me Mellow, I know it was a fun time. Yeah, like, I went to 6 and 9 before I came here, and everyone was like, yo, big country, how are you? Didn't even recognize you. You look great. And I'm like, oh, stop it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Keep going, because I feel good about myself. (laughs) Also, tonight, we have the Hall of Fame game, which Mm -hmm. I get a little bit excited about preseason football. Usually, I get pretty excited about these first couple. I'll be excited for the first quarter, and after a while, I'm going to go, this is some pretty bad football. And even tonight, like, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, but I don't care about that. He shouldn't play. This should uh, not, no. In this game. I Honestly, I'm probably more on the side of why are you playing any starters. Is Garrett starters. Wilson playing? Like, are sure any starters playing? I, I don't Jets? know how many starters will play for the Jets, but I know Zach Wilson is playing. Yep. And that might be just as exciting. I do wonder if Aaron Rodgers' life has been hell in camp. Right? Yeah. Like, what if he comes out and he looks great? It will at least start some buzz for, like, there's a trade block for him. We're going into next year. Oh, absolutely. Will, even yeah. though it's stupid and it's a preseason game, if you ever look good, it's going to help your cause. And I'm kind of excited about seeing him play. Yeah, because I know the Raiders are going to be like, hey, like, this might be our answer. You know, we missed out exactly. on, like, let's, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't seem to be it. We want a more athletic guy. Let's go get Zach Wilson. Yeah. Like, you idiots. You did it again. I saw a meme or a tweet right before we started that was talking about Chris Sims wanting to go back to his rankings from 2021 because he had – Zach Wilson, number one overall. Did he really? Head of Trevor Lawrence. And that's, we praise Sims all the mm-hmm. time. I'm like, man, his quarterback rankings are so good. Yeah. We'll see about that one. And it's still early in their career. For sure. Going but, into year three. But probably missed on that yeah. one. And if we're being, like, and this isn't me defending Chris, but it's also. No, that's a me, rare miss. Yeah. He does Very miss. much so. But it's also kind of defending Zach Wilson is. He went to the Jets, and they didn't surround him with anything. And it's like, oh, we might get Aaron Rodgers. Now let's go get all this talent. Like, yes, you had Garrett Wilson last year, but there were some other issues with the offensive line that you couldn't really rely on that you didn't trust. And yeah. I think there were other injuries that were going on with the team, and so it was kind of Zach Wilson was in a tough spot. But it still was just like, 
it, this is going to be hard to just throw this in. And also, coming from BYU to go to New York, the mecca of media, that's never a good spot for that type of kid. Yeah. It's kind of like if we talk about with Patrick Mahomes, like, oh, if he went to the Browns, he probably wouldn't be as good as he is now. And, you know, I saw, I think it was our guy Matt did a, a redraft with ESPN today, him and Jordan Reed. It was like, you know, Josh Allen would go number one to the Browns. Would Josh Allen be Josh Allen if he went to the Browns? Exactly. I and don't think he would be. That's something we've talked about before with even Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like, he landed in a great situation. He's my favorite quarterback. Love him. Mine as well. Would he be Patrick Mahomes with the Browns? He would be good. He'd be a pro bowler. Maybe even an MVP still. Who was your coach? Who was your coach again? Just absolute awful. With the Browns at yes. the time? They went through so many. I don't remember. It was right before yeah, this Hugh guy got Jackson. fired. Freddie Kit- yes, Hugh Jackson. And then it went and to Freddie, Freddie Kitchens. Kitchens. Mm-hmm. It was like Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have survived that. Right. Like nobody would. Mm-hmm. Like going back to the preseason game tonight, I'm pumped that football's back. Like there's a lot to look into. You know what I mean? Like especially with Zach Wilson starting and then football being here, and you're looking at the Jets and the Browns. And this is one of those games where, hey, we're starting football season off with it. And usually a couple years ago, you look at this, you're like, I mean, what a dog shit. Like like what a game. Like what a dog shit game to start the year. Both these teams stink. There's nothing to look forward to with them. You look at them right now, and it's like, okay, this team's led by Aaron Rodgers. The Browns are led by Deshaun Watson. Good football player on the field. Off the field, no need to get into it. We all know, but it's like, man, this might be a game that we look at in the playoffs or, you know, getting close to the playoffs where it's like, man, this is like, these could be two teams that we're looking at that's going to make some noise, might even go on a run or have made a, a run through the season. And these are the guys that started the season off for us. Like, you know, yeah. In a hypothetical like world, this could too. be an AFC Championship rematch game that started the football season off with us. Yeah. Depending if on how Deshaun Watson him. plays, I know that maybe sounds a little crazy, but I'm right there with you. I mean, and it does sound super I, crazy. And a lot of people will probably jump on that and be like, oh, big country thought Jets-Browns for the AFC Championship. It's a possibility. Of course. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be too surprised yeah. if it happened. If Deshaun the Watson Raiders could win the AFC West. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. It's no, a possibility. They'd take an injury or yeah. don't want to say that too loud, but yeah. It, it could happen. I wouldn't be too shocked. Uh, but I do. I like preseason football. I, I like getting those first couple games in. Uh, I told my fiance the other day, I said, hey, you know who my favorite quarterback is? You know who my second favorite quarterback is in the NFL? Do you know who it is? Your second favorite quarterback? My second favorite quarterback in the NFL. Is it Josh Allen? No, it is not. Try again. How many? Like, AFC or NFC? AFC. AFC, and that's so Patrick Mahomes is one. Mm-hmm. Number two in the AFC. Man, I, I don't. It's not Joe Burrow. Shane Bouchel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. The Chiefs have my number one and two favorite quarterback. Bryce in the Jets. Did him? <laughs> <laughs> is he in the AFC anymore? Oh, I don't know, but that's a great. <laughs> that's a great. He's number three. I love Shane Bouchel, though, and guess what? I'm going to get to see him play in the preseason. I don't get to see guys like that play, or Jared Stidham. I don't get to see them play in the regular season. I want to see them play in the preseason. So that's why I get a little bit excited about preseason football. And, of course, the Hall of Famers going in uh, this year. I haven't watched the Hall of Fame induction speeches in a decade. I don't think I ever have. Yeah. Like, legitimately. I'll see the clips on social media, but... I'm not going to sit and listen to you give a, a speech for 25 minutes. No, it's cool, but like I'll catch the cool clips on Twitter. Like, but I will also say I've not really so things, and that's one of them. watched any players from my favorite teams get drafted into the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, like, this I year. Watching. You get Rondé Barber. Mm-hmm. He was okay. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Darrell Rivas. 
Mm-hmm. Saw him at South Beach one time. That was fun. Did shots with him. I, I saw two Darrell Revises. Hmm? There's another guy there who's also. Nah. Dar- I, don't I think it was Daryl Revis. I don't remember that at all. It happened, sweetheart. Wow. <laughs> uh, Joe Thomas, the tackle for yeah. the Browns. I love that he's going in. I think he's one of the best offensive linemen I've ever seen play. Zach Thomas, the tiny little linebacker, played for the Dolphins forever. Oh, I know him. And then Demarcus Ware. Isn't Peyton Manny? No, he's RD. No, he's already yeah. he's way in. Pretty good Man. list. Yeah, that is pretty good. Like, those are all guys I grew up watching play football. Mm-hmm. You're getting old, that's why. I am, yeah. 27. Yep. <laughs> Damn, dog. You start seeing guys retire. Because now there are countless players where I can remember them being drafted. Peyton Manning, remember him being drafted. Really? And now he's retired and doing excellent work with his production company. Yeah. Omaha. Because, yeah, again, <laughs> quarterback was great. <laughs> and they just announced season two. Did they? They yep. didn't announce who, though, right? I don't think so. No. Yeah. I wonder when they will. I think a lot of guys will maybe want to keep it under wraps, not be a distraction during the season. Maybe. I don't I know. Did, see that they, the I guess they announced that at the end of last year, though, didn't they, after the season was mm-hmm. over? for Because um, yeah. Yeah, even with full swing for the PGA, I don't think they've announced, too, like they're focusing on which. Did you ever watch that documentary? I didn't. I don't know if it I've was seen, Peyton I've heard Manning's Omaha production, but it was fan. It made me fall in love with golf. <laughs> like, you get to see the personality side of all these guys. You're like, man, that like, it sounds super silly saying it out loud, but it's like, man, they really are just like you and I, but they're just excellent at golf. Yeah. But there's also there's moments of like, yeah, they actually suck at golf, but they're just better more times than they mm-hmm. suck. And well, I, suck I saw more times um, I'm good. I was watching Dan Patrick's show yesterday morning, mm-hmm. and they did one of their rewind clips, and they were talking to uh, might have been Jordan Spieth, I don't remember. Yep. Uh, and they were looking at his hands, and Dan stops him like mid-interview, and he's like, "What is going on with your hands? They're all bandaged up." Like he's got calluses and blisters yeah. everywhere. He's like, if we just looked at your hands and made people guess what position you played or what sport you played, they'd guess offensive lineman. Those hands are just beat up. And he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, get on task, get on track with my game, and been going through it. Like Jesus, man, dude. Yeah, last Friday I was <laughs> spending an hour and a half at the driving range. Thought I was getting my shot straight, and my freaking thumb started blistering. Like it got kind of wrinkly and bubbly underneath. So I was like, yeah, I'm done. And then my buddy walks up and he looks at my swing. He's like, what the? He goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean, dude? I got my swing dial. He's like, you just sliced. I was like, yeah, these are like the first time I've sliced like the whole oh, time. Yeah. Like I've got it figured out. And he's like, he takes the video. He's like, look at your swing. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. I had to relearn how to swing a golf club. <laughs> Spent an hour bad. and a half there doing everything wrong. Wasted time. <laughs> Wasted my Friday night in the blistering hot sun. This you don't practice wrong. This, that's bad practice. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, you know, it's not the hours you put in. It's what you put in the hours. Well, when you're putting <laughs> shitty time into the hours, that's a wasted yeah. hours, sir. Do it right. Do it light. <laughs> do it wrong. Do it long. Apparently, I don't have any idea what I'm doing. <laughs> All dog. those other coach sayings that I used to hear at the end of practice. Like, uh, I am running are the tools fast. used by fools to build monuments of nothing. Yeah. Nah, I suck at golf. That's not an excuse, coach. That's the truth. Maybe you should work harder. I am. Uh, other people who should work harder are the members of the Pac-12 the college football realignment, I kind of thought we might be done with it after Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then this summer, Colorado decides to leave the Pac-12 to rejoin the Big 12. And the effect that this might have on the Pac-12 is outstanding. I, I said it when Texas and OU left the Big 12 that I thought the Big 12 might dismantle. It'd just be no more. Mm-hmm. Their commissioner has done an amazing job. 
Absolutely amazing. He is he is working his butt he off. He brought that conference back from the dead. <laughs> you want to talk about it's not the hours you put in, it's what you put in the hours. <laughs> it's this guy right here. Because now the conference that's been around for like 100 years, the Pac-12, looking pretty dead right now. And yeah. I know there's meetings going on uh, Thursday night, Friday, all kinds of stuff. So this might be a little dated when you listen to it. But it looks like the Pac-12 is going to lose their teams you even have uh, the Big Ten now doing meetings as well. And they're thinking about, okay, what's our conference going to look like if we add two more schools? Or what's it going to look like if we add four more schools? Those schools, Oregon and Washington for sure, and then probably Stanford and Cal coming with them, it's just going to be ridiculous. I, three years from now, I don't know what college football is going to look like. Yeah, and But I, I don't mean... think there will be a Pac-12. And like when you look at the Pac-12, like you're using U- you're losing USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, and we know that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that completely dismantles any value the Big Twelve or the Pac-12 has from there. Like right. Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, yeah. Stanford. You know, Colorado already went to the Big Twelve, but and like you know, you throw in Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. Those aren't exciting schools that you know have the long life tradition of. Like, yeah, I want to stay up till but midnight and got, watch these guys play. Exactly. Like, USC is the only team still. Like, even UCLA, like, if, you, if USC left and UCLA stayed, I still think the Pac-12 would be dead. Yeah, losing USC In my opinion. Tough. I agree, too. And I think Oregon's good. Washington's still good. But they are already rumored to the Big Ten. Like, you have nine schools remaining in the Pac-12. Nine of them are already rumored to a different – sorry, seven of them are already rumored to a different conference. Because Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are already talking to the Big 12. We've had, I like that fit, too. We've had Brooks talking to us in the DMs quite a bit, especially about Utah going to the Big 12. And I still think, like, if Utah goes to the Big 12, I think that's a downgrade for them with the high that they've been on as of late where they could go to the Big 10 and compete. Like, I don't think it would be like Nebraska going from the Big 12 to the Big 10 and just sucking it up because Nebraska wasn't winning the Big 12 when they went to the Big 10. They were just kind of floating there. Like, I even remember when they made the switch, I was like, why? Like, they haven't been relevant since yeah. 15 years ago. Like, that's just how long it's been for me. But you're looking at Utah, who's won the Pac-12. They're beating USC mm-hmm. twice in a year. You know what I mean? They're almost winning the Rose Bowl. They're competing against Ohio State, almost beating them. If it isn't for Jackson Smith and Jigba just having the game of his freaking life in the Rose Bowl. Like, yeah. Utah probably wins Utah's that game. Utah's up there. They're probably and they were dealing team. with injuries. Like, even last year, you know what I mean? Their quarterback goes down. Your corners are going down. Your running backs. And it's just like they're just finding a way and competing, and they have all these studs that are turning into productive NFL talent as well. I think Utah to the Big Ten would be a lot of fun. It's not necessarily what a lot of people would expect, but I think going from the Pac-12 to the Big 12 would be a lateral move for them. I think it is, too. But, well, if you're Pac-12 and you're disappearing, then it's a step up. Yeah. And then you can also get into the money that these conferences are paying each other or paying their schools. In the Pac-12, their new deal, it just doesn't sound good. It's all based on subscription and Apple Plus Mm. where it's just not – Just that California like – Not feeling real safe. Filmmaking world, that's what that is. Like, what are going on with subscriptions? Like, hey, Bob, this college football is a little different. Mm -hmm. Right. And without USC and UCLA and potentially Oregon, Washington, (laughs) who's paying for that subscription? Stanford ain't carrying that many football fans. No, I don't think so either. And, you know, maybe you can get other sports in there involved too. I think Stanford has a pretty good athletic program altogether. Yeah. People aren't – you're probably not signing up for that subscription because your volleyball team's really good. 
Hell, you're probably not signing up for that subscription because your basketball team's really good. <laughs> Football dominates collegiate sports. Yeah. So if you don't well, have the money aspect for your school, it definitely yeah. does. Yeah, for sure. And so Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. I do think Utah's better than those two schools and should probably be in a different tier with like Oregon and Washington. But I also want to see them in the Big 12. You get BYU, who's already in the Big 12. There's a, a rivalry right there for, for Utah. Arizona, Arizona State, not that far from Western Texas. Yeah. So it, I think it's a pretty good fit. And just also good on the Big 12 to be aggressive and to go after these yep. teams like Colorado and everybody that they just stole from the American Conference, and, too. You know, let's say the, the Big Ten does find a way to land, you know, this Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal and maybe throw in Utah. If you're Nebraska sitting there, it's like, hey, like, let's. Let's kind of die. let's dip out of this. Yeah, what's, let's what dip does the back Big into the have? Big Twelve? And like you know, you're even looking at the SEC to kind of to change pace here a little bit. And it's like okay, we're looking at Mizzou. Like you're sitting at the bottom of the SEC right now, especially with Texas and Oklahoma joining. You're not getting any better. You're not competing against them in any way, shape, or form. You hardly were when you were in the Big Twelve with them. Maybe yeah. you should also kind of transition to the Big Twelve. With having that former SEC money and those SEC, you know, amenities that have come with it and facilities as well, and maybe turn that into like, okay, hey, now we're now we're competing into the Big Twelve. Yeah. Because what does the Big Twelve turn into with Texas and Oklahoma leaving? Like, who who's the focal point of the Big Twelve in your mind? Kansas State and Texas Tech and Baylor, yeah. Oklahoma State. It's not great. We'll yeah. see what Cincinnati does. BYU. It's going to be like a. It, It'll be a second-tier conference. It'll be the Pac-12. Because the SEC is always going to dominate. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten is right there. I don't know how much longer we have the ACC either because Florida State is already doing everything they can to get in the SEC. But the SEC commissioner came out and said, like, we're, we're standing pat at, well, they have like 14 teams now, yeah. 16 That's teams. That's a lot. And the more teams you add, you have to divide that money. Mm-hmm. I mean, so are these other schools going to vote in? Like, yeah, we want to add Florida State. Well, you're going to lose $5 million each. Is it worth it or more than that? I don't so know. So that's kind of going off my point where I you know, was going to the Big 12, you know, and even with Mizzou and Nebraska going back to the Big 12. Is there a possibility that you know, you're looking at the SEC and thinking some of these other schools might want to dip out of that? Yeah, do you want to be a bottom feeder making $50 yeah. million, or do you want to be a top dog making forty? That ten million, like you're going to make that you money can, back in fans in revenue, and stuff, yeah. in like merchandise, like Kentucky. You know, you're going to go from the right. SEC to. I would think so. I'm not a school president. Yeah, I'm not that good at math, <laughs> but I would think that like a school like Nebraska, if you could go and dominate the Big Twelve again, you could probably make up that difference or come close to it, mm-hmm. and it's at least going to be more fun. And like being the top dog and you're making forty five mil versus being a bottom feeder making fifty. Yeah, I'll be the top dog making forty five. Yeah, because there's a lot more upside with making the 45 and being successful right. than being making the 50 and sucking. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. I, I do, I'm curious to see what happens with the SEC and the ACC. Um, with Florida State, it sounds like they want out. Their president has said, like, we're going to have to evaluate things and see what the ACC has to offer. They're locked in on a long TV deal until 2036, Jesus. and they're bringing in about 38 to $41 million per school a year, which is good. The Big Ten's bringing in around 58. <laughs> the SEC is bringing in around 50. The, the so, Big 12 even is bringing in more money than that, around 42 to 49 mil, depending on your school. So the ACC is just 
is looking rough Here's for schools like Florida is State. Is Texas still getting a dividend of that? They will for this year. And but, like, with them having their own network and stuff then, is that, is I that think just that totally kind of goes away, yeah. The ESPN was like, no, nah, we're good. Just lump them into that. No, SEC I just meant, package. like, with them currently being in the Big 12, do they get, like, that $42 million from the Big 12 and then whatever they're getting from their own network? Or? I'm not sure how it works. Okay. Because they, boy, they're, like, yeah. maybe that's the understanding of, like, yeah, that's why they make so much money is because mm-hmm. their Longhorn network is just stupidly taken off as well. I'm not sure if they had to, like, forego that money from the conference of, like, we'll let you have your own TV network. You mm-hmm. just don't get the money from the conference, which was a lot of money. They were doing very well for themselves. They're probably Obviously. making their own $60 million mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, but I want to see what happens with the ACC because that's a good football conference. Uh, I put out my top 25 today. Mm-hmm. I really like Florida State this year. I really like Clemson this year. I think both teams could be right there in the thick of the college football playoff. I actually, I think one of them will make the college football playoff. And they're just not making that much money. And to me, both teams feel like SEC schools. Yeah, and I mean, you got Florida State sitting right there at number four and then Clemson at seven. Mm-hmm. So two top ten teams that end up finding themselves right there in the national championship game to you. I mean, even your top four right there, like Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and again, Florida State. Mm-hmm. Like, One of those schools will not make it for sure because you can't have Michigan and Ohio State in the college football playoff. Didn't they last year, though? It would, it would be very hard. Wasn't it last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. It was just but like, for it to happen again. Yeah, and for yeah. them to do it back-to-back years, I'm yeah. pretty confident that won't happen again. I, I love both those schools, though. They're yeah. very good. And Jim Harbaugh may be facing a four-game suspension. We'll see. So with that, though, like they don't play anyone in this first four games. No, it's a pat on the And so what wrist. is it like? Is it J.J. McCarthy, who their quarterback is? Uh-huh. I'm expecting him to take a big step this year. Like I think last year, towards the end of the year, they really started to figure out, like, okay, like what are his strengths and weaknesses? Let's build off the strengths and continue to do that. And I think this year with him being the full-blown starter, you're not sharing any time. There's no more question marks for him there. He's got the confidence. He's a clear you know, cut leader of the team. I would hope that Michigan can be better and then facing all this adversity. Like Jim Harbaugh well, has been facing running backs too. adversity in Michigan for like the last four years. I mean, this dude was almost fired three Had years ago. Had to take ago. a pay cut. Yes. And then it was like, hey, like hey, we're about to fire your ass. And it's like, oh, wait, you beat Ohio State? Fine, I'll be good. You beat him again? <laughs> You're in the playoff? Uh-huh. Like, oh, Jim Harbaugh, we love you, man. I can't believe we almost got rid of you, dude. Like, excuse us for not yeah. giving you just a little bit more time. <laughs> You're so a Michigan like, man. You can't leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Their first four games this year, uh, they start Saturday, September 2nd, against East Carolina. That's a dub. Massive I could go win. coach that team. Yeah. <laughs> and from what I was reading, too, it sounds like Harbaugh's still involved with all the game prep. He's just suspended for the game. Four games. I still think that's weeks. so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, and, you can't be there for the game, but everything else, it's all right. Yeah, just don't travel with the team. Stay at home. Or stay in your office and watch the game, whatever. <laughs> uh, the next week, September 9th, UNLV. That's a dub. Like, mm-hmm. easy. Again, I could coach that team and still win that game. Uh, week three, they get Bowling Green. I could coach mm-hmm. that team, and they get the win. And then week four against Rutgers. That's a conference opponent, but still. Rutgers. I could probably still that's do a, it. That's a team that should no longer be in the Big Ten. <laughs> like if you've got some other <laughs> right. people. Like we're talking about teams dropping out. Like, sorry, Rutgers. And then sadly for our Nebraska fans, Harbaugh comes back at Nebraska, where he will probably just run up the score on mm-hmm. them. Is so, it at so, Nebraska? It is at Nebraska. I wouldn't mind trying to find a way to go to that game. September 30th. In Lincoln. That is Never a mind sister's wedding. I'm out. Nope. 
Your sister's getting married the weekend before. No, no, no I know that. That's going to cost me a lot of money. Oh, okay. I'm not going to have – I can't go back to back. <laughs> that's my month. You see trip. the way like, my, my, <laughs> my bank account That's my up. big expense for the month. <laughs> Doubling gotcha. down. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Christmas well, ain't too far behind that. Lincoln is a – it's a beautiful town. Mm-hmm. It, it, I enjoyed going Great up roads, there. roads, a lot of fun. Great uh-huh. setting, like bar settings. Yeah. And the – the stadium is it's gorgeous Massive. as well. Uh, Michigan will win those first four games, though. Should, no problem. And with Jim Harbaugh, too, it's kind of stupid what he's even being suspended for. I'm not the biggest Jim Harbaugh guy, but he had some recruits on campus and took him out to lunch and bought some cheeseburgers for him. Is that really what it is? That's what it is. I, I well, kind of wonder if that was like a cover-up type of deal. Like, this is what we're going to pin it on, but we know you did some They also stuff. say that he lied, that he lied to NCAA investigators. How much did he lie? <laughs> Either way, I, I really I don't care. I bought them cheeseburgers, but I also bought all their parents' cars. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did he lie about? Yeah. Did he come out and just say, like, no, absolutely not. I did not buy those kids cheeseburgers. <laughs> like, is he standing on the table shouting, I did not do this? And, and then that's a good communication evidence. tactic. You get everyone's focused on a little bit of thing that you're lying about, but you completely forget about the other yeah. thing that you're not lying about. In the background, mentioned. this recruit's driving off in a Ferrari. <laughs> Their parents are like, look at my new house, selfie. <laughs> exactly. But, hey, don't lie to the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah, I think Michigan will be fine. You get suspended four games, whatever. You'll, you'll still just, win those games. I hope Jim Harbaugh finds himself in an interview at some point, and they're like, so like, What's the like the most expensive cheeseburger you've ever bought in your life? Mm-hmm. And he can be like, I know the one that got me forty game suspension. Yeah, <laughs> the one that cost me ten million dollars. <laughs> it's you know what though, he's probably suspended with pay, so he'll be fine. I I did I read have a the- gut feeling that's exactly what it is. It's like mm-hmm. he bought more than cheeseburgers, but this is what they're gonna pin on. So we can all see him be like, that's just so stupid. Screw the NCAA and the NCAA is like, you have no idea how big of a favor huh. we're doing. Well, you they're frauds as well. I hate the NCAA. That's stuff. <laughs> it's such a stupid governing body. Um. But we'll see. I am very excited about the college football season, obviously. Uh, put out my top 25, and I'll start doing some more college football preview stuff on the Draft Scout. Top 25 is out uh, today. You mentioned it. I have Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State 4, which I think was a little bit of a surprise for some people. A lot of people are wondering, where's Alabama? Alabama, number 5. Mm. USC 6, Clemson 7, Washington 8, Penn State 9, LSU rounds out my top 10. Uh, and then, of course, number 11 on the list is a surprise. Our Texas Longhorns. Texas Longhorns. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for the bias part of this with Texas being outside of the top 10. <laughs> but you really think, like, Washington is a better value than Penn State and LSU heading into the year? Yeah, they've got a good core coming back. They're with their quarterback that's coming back, a couple other receivers. But Washington even with it being solid. like Washington, like I, I know, know they've produced some NFL talent, especially on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball, and in the last five, six, seven years. But like top ten in the college you football know, honestly, season, my too? my biggest question mark looking at the top ten teams is Alabama. Like really? if I had to redo Who's this, their starting quarterback this exactly. Year? Don't know. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they lost their starting quarterback, so who is going to be their starting quarterback this year? Who knows? I mean, they had Jalen Milrow last year, who looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Didn't look like he could throw the ball. So we'll see. I mean, like, USC set at quarterback. Clemson set at quarterback. Washington set at quarterback. Penn State looks like they have a new guy coming in that's going to be pretty good. And their defense is stacked. Yeah. Running backs are phenomenal. LSU, quarterback returns. They've got a lot of pieces coming back. Like, out of the top ten, there's one team that really has a big question mark at quarterback, and it's Alabama. They also have Nick Saban, though. 
which yeah. is why they're at number five. <laughs> uh, you can't put Alabama the amount of positions that. that he covers up for just himself. Uh-huh. Quite a bit. Uh, but we do have a new segment that we want to uh, bring this week because we are fans, and sometimes our teams do things that are really good. We're both Texas Longhorns fans. We're both Kansas City Royals fans. We're both Chiefs fans. We, we have some very similar fandoms here. And for me, watching baseball, I'm just tired of being biased. I want my opportunity to rant and be a fan. So we have a new segment that we're going to do called Homers. Don't Homer! Where we just get to be Homers. And I have to rant this week about the Kansas City Royals. Let's go! I absolutely love what I'm seeing. And yes, that team that's very bad. Five game win streak, baby. Six, six games. They won again. (laughs) Won again today. I'm pumped. I love watching them play. And Bobby Witt Jr. has been on fire lately. I love it. I love it. I love it. I tweeted it out today. I put a bet at the beginning of the season. It was over under 19 and a half home runs. Mm -hmm. I thought he's gonna smash that. Like this is a 30 for 30 guy. Yeah, he's getting close. But he's, he's hot right now. There's like 40-some games left in Exactly, and he's at 19 home runs as of today. So one more, and your boy Cash is pretty nice in that bet. Really? How much did you put down? A uh, lot. We don't have to For talk me, money. I think I put $50 on that bet. Damn. Mm-hmm. And if it cashes oh, out, big it, money go off. Kid. Yeah, that's for me. Fifty dollars, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's the top. Listen, like if I, you're I throwing I put down hundred on Heisman last year, <laughs> so how much you put down for the Heisman? I think hundred is what I put on the Heisman last Brother. year. Brother, which <laughs> Mr. that one cash, Mister Liquid, what about good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I also have a bet for? I'm over here bragging about my bets in our side chat for like when did twenty six bucks. <laughs> well, I also had a bet for Jordan Walker to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, the Cardinals yeah. play. He's He's not going to win. Intention, yeah. he's, he's, I missed on that bet. Cardinals messed that up. The, so I lose, yeah, like 10 bucks on that one. But the Bobby Witt Jr. bet, I'm going to hit on. He will, he'll hit another oh home boy. run this year. But it's just nice to see. Even today, like, there is a little bit more excitement. Like, they've won six straight. They beat the Mets. Bobby Witt's finally starting to hit. Mm-hmm. And then you get guys like Michael Massey at second base that are playing well. Uh, Garcia at in the third. Field. Like they have just Mikel a Garcia bunch went of, three for four last night, and it's a bunch of young guys that are all in team control. Mikel Garcia is a guy we've not talked about at all. And I feel like we spent all last summer. Granted, we were doing local radio, like talking about all these guys coming up. You know, Pascantino, Nick Prado, Bobby Witt Jr., Massey, Nate Eaton. You know, and then mm-hmm. some of these other guys that play outfield. And Mikel Garcia was a name that just MJ Melendez is another one I definitely have to include in there, but yeah. like. Furman and Mikel Garcia, who've been the most productive young guys up on the team this last season, mm-hmm. have not got talked about at all. No. And Mikel Garcia, I, I, I wish I could remember this off the top of my head as well as I remember some other stats, but what he's had so far in his career in the majors with the Royals has been up there with like some of the top rookies in like league history, and especially for the Royals, and he's not getting that recognition he deserves. Yeah, I also want to say... I saw his first home run in Kaufman. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We, I think we I should have caught the home run. My freaking coworker <laughs> did, but he's uh-huh. been chit-chatting and me all game. And so I was like, I'm going to go talk to our boss real quick. Come back. Dude caught a home run. Bobby Singer threw eight innings, three hit ball. I wish he would have done that last week so they could have traded him. I'm so sick and tired <laughs> of how inconsistent he has been uh-huh. where I just get to build up a, just a, a smidge of hope of like this guy's going to be – a stellar starter for him. He's going to figure it out. And then he does it for maybe two, three starts. And then the next seven or eight. Oh, next outing, garbage. he's going to give up seven and four innings. So what you said he pitched eight last? 
Eight innings. Yep. He'll probably give you a solid six next time. He'll probably give you another solid six, and he's going to give you a shitty five. <laughs> yeah. And we're just restarting the cycle. I, I, I don't put money on that. Mm-hmm. But me being a homer, I, I love watching the Kansas City Royals right now. Will it disappear as we get to, like, September? Yes. And then they will go away in October hey, let's play for like, a long time. Being the homers that we are here, let's say they go on a 15, 16, 17-game win streak. It would take a We've one. seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. They find their way into the playoffs. What are your thoughts? Because they pretty much swept dollars. the Twins, and the Twins are sitting atop the Central right now. Mm-hmm. Are they mathematically eliminated? I don't think so. I think they're still a, there's a there's a slim chance. They, are very, like, they have but not been eliminated yet. They're twenty games back in the division. Just go on a heater. That's, that's all it's going to take. We don't have to be realist here. Here's, we can just be fans. Sticking with the Royals, I heard there was conversations of Salvador Perez to the Miami Marlins mm-hmm. of trade talks being pretty much set and locked in place. They just couldn't figure out the money, but they had the players and compensation. They had the player compensation right, but yeah. they just ran out of time. And he agreed to it. Was going so how in the no world trade. does this work out when they just deemed him the captain at the beginning right? of the season? That's like tough. That's a big deal in the Major mm-hmm. League Baseball. Yeah. I in think he still gets traded. In the major leagues, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough to trade your captain, but you're also the Royals. But he will have a statue up one day. Not in Kauffman, because they'll have a new stadium. But yeah. Salvador Perez will have a statue in Kansas City. When they build a new stadium, like, do all the statues that are at Kauffman like, go yeah, to you got to bring one? them over. I would Surely. think so. You'd have to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your chance to be... A homer this week. Oh, I mean, let's just absolutely go with the freaking Kansas City Chiefs in training camp right now. Let's let's start with the defense. <laughs> Filled with rookies last year. And you're looking at them right now. Trent McDuffie, Watson, uh, Joshua Williams, Brian Cook. Brian Cook was a guy last year who I was excited about coming out of Cincinnati. I believe he was taking the third or fourth round. Um, and, you, you know, you look at his size. He's like a 6'1", 6'2", safety. He's got the length. He's got the speed. He's a hard hitting. Kind of reminds me of like a Cam Chancellor type of build. But Cam Chancellor was just a little thicker. But like I think with when you look at Brian Cook and you see the possibility of what he could be in this Chiefs defense along Justin Reed and then the pass rush that this defensive line is going to get with Chris Jones and, you know, flipping oh the Greek freak that they took last year um, out of Purdue. For some reason, his name is slipping my mind. Carl Loftus? Thank you, Carl Loftus, who is going to hold the edge there. And then you took the – the King Felix kid out of Kansas State this year, and then Tershawn Wharton's coming back, who yeah. I think we all kind of forgot about last year after he went down with an injury because the defense still had so much success getting after the passer. But there's just so many guys that are going to add to that. And then you're looking at Brian Cook, who has the ability to roam and then hit over the middle. Willie Gay has become a stud. Nick Bolton, we all realize who he is now, probably one of the best linebackers in the National Football League. And I'm just sitting here looking at this team going like, they're better than they were last year. And we talked about the wide receiver in last year's like, the only thing they have is Juju Smith-Schuster and, you know, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. MVS made some plays last year. That was exciting. But outside of Travis Kelsey and those splurge games of Juju Smith-Schuster, there wasn't a lot to be excited about. Yeah. And now you're sitting here hearing, like, ooh, Sky Moore looks even more comfortable. Like, they're expecting a lot He's more out of him this year. About. I am as well. And I'm going to dive into it. Flipping Justin Ross, dude. <laughs> like I know I've I've cracked jokes about yeah. it. And you guys are like, oh, you're serious. And I was like, no, like I'm I'm being patient on this. But one. You, that's the whole fan base. But Everybody like, is just nutting over Chiefs Justin Ross. Putting out from training camp and the the connection that him and Mahomes seem to have, and like the relationship after mm-hmm. there's big play, Mahomes running up and dabbing him up and stuff. You're like, oh my god, there's a possibility that they're gonna have Justin Ross 
MVS, Travis Kelsey, Sky Moore, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, and then this other running back that they took again undrafted out of Tulsa Prince, who just seems to be a stud catching ball in the backfield and has a better route tree that he was never Tony. asked to do in college. It's like, fucking give us Lombardi again. <laughs> like, I'm just, I am so pumped heading into the season, and it might be annoying because they won the Super Bowl. I didn't expect them to go to the Super Bowl last year, let alone win it. Did you mention Rice? No, that's she, a, thank he's you. He's another one who is like, balling out I'm, in I'm camp. So thank you so much for mentioning his name because you always hear rookies in Andy Reid's offense mm-hmm. are just not successful. Like Sky Moore, perfect example last year. Rasheed yeah. Rice is a guy who kind of is like I had a little gut feeling like, hey, they're not really talking about him a lot because they're wanting him to just kind of be the surprise jump on the scene. Mm-hmm. But you hear Travis Kelsey in his podcast, you hear Patrick Mahomes in his interviews, like, hey, like this guy. He's a little bit quicker after the catch. He's a little bit better route running. You know, he's picking up on the offense much quicker than we expected here. This is going to be special. Yeah. I freaking love it. I like, think, even yeah. seeing Justin Ross and Rasheed Rice right next to each other, again, goes to show how much bigger Justin Ross is. It's going to be a very good team. I don't know if I would – like, winning a Super Bowl back-to-back is so hard. It's tough to go back-to-back. This team is going to be better than last year's team. That's not me saying they'll win the Super Bowl because that is hard to do. Yeah. But I do think this year's team is going to be better – than last year's team. One thing they struggled with, and honestly, I think a lot of the guys are gone now, is that complacency mm-hmm. of like, hey, we won the Super Bowl. Yep. We'll turn it on when the playoffs start. We'll turn it on when we make it to the Super Bowl. And I mean, that it, team just never clicked on the rebound. And we talked about guys like that with, you know, being uh, Tyron Matthew and uh, Frank Clark. Frank Clark, you know, uh, Hitchens. And it was just kind of like, ah, like, no, no, these guys are veterans. But, like, I mean, you even think back to, like, some, who was their other, like, kind of just role players they had, like Dan Sorensen, Ben Neiman. Right. Those guys were complaints. You know what I mean? They were excited to win the Super Bowl. Like, hey, we're good. Like, yeah. my life's set after this. Or, yeah, some of those older guys that you know, checked out, like, all right, I checked the box. I, yeah. I got one. Yep. Now I'm done. I got my money. I got my Super Bowl ring. And it was, it's kind of like the the Michael Jordan situation, too. Like, we're just going to sit back and, like, we're going to let him bail us out. Like, we've got 15 over there. He's going to do it for us. Yeah. And I think they felt that on the offense, too. And Maybe even specifically the offensive line. Like, yeah, we're good. He'll run around. He'll make some plays back there. Or Clyde Edwards-Alaire even. Yeah. Like, he's not an old guy, but he's not going to be a chief for much longer. No, and he, but he's got the experience. Though, so he's, I mean, this might be a guy yeah. to keep an eye on in preseason games. Like, if he tears it up, like, pff, he's trading. I know this is us being, like, fans. Clyde Edwards-Alaire might be running back four on this team. Yes, because Jerick McKinnon is so good at pass blocking. Now, granted, Clyde Edwards hilarious as well. Like, mm-hmm. Let's give him some props here. He is pretty good at pass blocking. I think that might be part of the reason why they're keeping him on the team Yeah, is like in case something happens to McKinnon, who's had you know injury issues before. Hopefully they don't come up again. But you know, there's a guy, a guy you can rely on. And Clyde edwards Lair, when healthy and given the opportunity to make plays, he's done it. He mm-hmm. just can't. He's just been in his own way, just dealing with the injury bug. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We should mention our third team too. Texas Longhorns. The Texas Longhorns. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I'm so freaking pumped, dude. If Every... they are good, I'm going to be so annoying on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. I will be unbearable. Like, the, is Texas back? Justin... That would be me every big play. Like, if now Justin I do it every Ross big game. Or hits this year, I'm the same exact freaking way. And then the addition of the Longhorns being back again. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I think I've been so hesitant on Twitter because, like, ah, oh, like, I don't want to be annoying. Like, dude. Honestly, I'm at a point like, F it. Middle finger to everybody. Like, I don't even care. If I'm excited about something, I'm going to be excited. And if you're going to talk down my excitement, I'm just going to just ignore it. Haters going to hate. I'm just going to add you to the hater club, dog. Even mm-hmm. if it's you. Start guy Matt. <laughs> if you guys are like, oh, it's like, nah, dude. Mm-mm. I'm happy about it. I'm going to let you be you. 
Thank you. I can, gonna, if I you can don't, take I'm the wind out of sails. Because you're going to be a thief of joy. Uh-huh. I, I, I can be. I apologize. No, you're That's good. So you go off, King. I'm also excited about the Texas Longhorns. But long the Texas Longhorns with Quinn Ewers? If I Quinn mean, Ewers is even remotely close to what he was supposed to be as a recruit, <laughs> this team will win a national championship. Yes. Like, I put a, we talk about putting big money down on some bets, dog. I, I fully I have the down, Homer hat on. I think I put $50 on them going to the freaking college football playoffs. Every time I see, like, an ESPN article that pops up, because I get the alerts for the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. It's like they're the team that's going to surprise in the playoffs. No, I feel like my smile is so big. It's right like now. what teams could potentially uh, be a surprise contender for the national championship? It's the Texas Longhorns. Thousand percent. It's. I started being skeptical when I saw like Quinn Ewers being mock draft in the top ten. I'm like, whoa, he's a first rounder. Hey, let's take it easy, guys. No, fully. Kid still got a mullet. <laughs> right. He doesn't anymore though. No, he looks so mature, <laughs> and maybe that's like why I've. I shouldn't even say heel turn, but just like gain so much more yeah. respect for him. And another thing that I take. Like, I put a lot of stock in is when you hear teammates talk about another individual guy's leadership, mm-hmm. especially when they're younger than that player. You know, like, some of these college kids, yeah. like, that's an extra year, year and a half of work that you're putting especially on Especially for guy. Quinn Ewers because he came in early. And you're sitting here praising this kid, like, you know, the, the linebacker, Ford, who's just like, yeah, like, you know, mm-hmm. you see the huge difference in who he is from last year to this year. He's taking everything more serious. He's more mature. And then, you you know, you let uh, Quinn Ewers talk, and you sit here and you hear, like, yeah, me, Archie Manning, and you know the other quarterback Murphy mm-hmm. just kind of got addicted to working out this summer. Yeah, you know, off season like let's just have an ab contest, and so like every you know we're working on abs, and then at the end of the summer we had a contest, and they post this picture, and it's like wow, we're all focused on Archie Manning having abs. But in my mind, I'm like, these guys are all working their tails off to get mm-hmm. better, and that's something we've not seen come out of Texas in a minute. Like, no, it's the been thing a with Texas time. was always the entitlement of, oh, yes. you think you just because you made it to Texas as a recruit. I mean, I can't tell life. you how many recruiting classes I saw. It'd be like, we're going to be the class to Malik write the Jefferson ship. is the first one I remember being exactly. like, we are, we, are, we are ready to be those guys. Like, he was the dude that was supposed to change. Everything was strong. Yeah. And he didn't do they got close. crap. He got close. I liked him at Texas. He had a really good junior year. The, but that's been a problem. Mm-hmm. Ever since, I mean, hell, going back to days when like Quandre Diggs was there, and I can remember—I don't know if he did it on Twitter or if he did it privately—but calling out guys and being like, "This is not Texas football. This is not the way we yeah. prepare. This is not the way we work out." And he was right. And guess what? Now he's a veteran in the NFL. Everybody else from that team sucks. Yeah, but hopefully they get it back because I am excited. You started about it. every position with Texas quarterback Quinn was running back, another stud, couple yeah. studs to come in behind Bijan Robinson. Offensive line. We talked about it last year. Like, hey, like you know, you got a true freshman on left tackle, not going to be very good. End up being one of the best tackles in college mm-hmm. football. Receivers. You bring back Worthy. You got Whittington. It's like, oh my God, Sanders at freaking tight end. It was a guy that just blew up in the Red River rivalry yep. game against Oklahoma and continued to have a successful season. All five offensive linemen back. Love it. And the mm-hmm. defense. I feel like since I've been watching Texas games a lot with you guys the last couple of years, I've always been like, ah, it's a young defense. It's a young defense. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's. A smidge of young there, but like it's experienced, and I think that's the difference for Texas heading into this year, with the Big Twelve being wide open like it is, wide open. Love it, and they I should. Texas should pump. win the Big Twelve, which is why I will say right now Texas is back because mm-hmm. so they should win the Big Twelve, and that's they what they lose were to Texas Tech in October. Um, if, I'm gonna cry if they don't win the Big Twelve. They might need to fire Sark. That's where I'm at God, as a fan. Really? Yeah, because if this dude can't win the Big 12 this year with the Big 12 sucking and then bringing back everything, he's going to suck in the SEC. Oh, 
that's like that's my big concern with um, with Sark is if you know you're getting it seems like they're just so close and they're right there to win the Big Twelve. You know, we just said the Big Twelve's wide open right here. You're a year away from making the way to the SEC, where you did have success with Alabama and Nick Saban. But can you find enough success here with Texas to end your era? Taylor Swift little tab there. Uh, speaking of errors, into the Big 12 to carry that into the SEC. In, like, I don't think you're going to go to the SEC and win, but like just carry enough to where you can continue to build on what you have going in the success ending the Big 12 into the SEC. Do you think that's like a realistic possibility for Texas? I think they can. I mean, you're probably going to lose Quinn Ewers at the end of this year. Because if he balls mm-hmm. out and he's good, he's going to the NFL. But then yeah. you are bringing in Arch Manning, and they're not talking a lot about him. And I think that's because Quinn Ewers has been so good. So you've still got a lot of pieces. Uh, that offensive line, they have one senior on the offensive line. So you're, you're probably, you have to bring back the left tackle, Kelvin Banks. He's only a sophomore. He's back. You're probably not losing your guard-center guard combo. They're all juniors and sophomores. So the, you're getting four offensive linemen back. You're yeah. getting your running back back couple of the receivers probably. So I, if they are good this year, they can definitely build on it and be good in the SEC. I don't, I'm not going to win the SEC in 2024, I don't think. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I, with this Homer segment, though, I absolutely love it. Uh, I want this to carry over you know, to everyone that's listening. Take it to Twitter and let us know what you're yeah. being Homer about. I mean, we got Bryce in the chat saying, like, I'm insufferable with my Ohio State and Browns fandom. Love seeing you guys get pumped for your teams. Thank you so much. Sly's going over here saying, hey, Texas will be back when it becomes DBU again. Uh, yeah, couldn't agree true. more. Hopefully that's coming up soon. Um, but then, you know, he's like, hey, Bryce, your Ohio State fandom is insufferable. The Browns guys are just sad. And he's like, love you, bud. So we even have, like, some dispute going on in the chat right now for the app call in here where we're doing the show live. Hey, Absolutely I'll, love to see it. But, like, let's just keep this going. I'll go Homer for other people's teams, too. I'll, you know, you want me to rant yeah. about Ohio State and Cleveland next week? I'll do it. Let us know. Tweet at Ooh. us. Tweet at Mike Dub. I'll do it. I can get excited about any football. Yeah, I could be a fake fan for a day. I was exactly. for LSU for a whole season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my yeah. videos got my ass good. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you guys joining us this week for another episode of Mic'd Up. Uh, you can always find us where you get your podcast, either Apple, Spotify, or right here on the Call-In app. Uh, but that's it for us this week. We are going to go watch some football for ourselves. So take care. We'll talk to you all next time.